Are you a people pleaser? If you're a pharmacist, chances are that you love to make your patients happy and your colleagues and your boss and, well, everybody else. But are you doing that at the sake of your own happiness? This simple little distinction can make a huge difference on your quality of life in and out of the pharmacy. So I'm going to take you behind the scenes of people pleasing in pharmacy, how to serve without losing yourself. My name is Dr. Adam Martin of The Fit Pharmacist, your coach to reclaim your life from stress to thrive in your God-given purpose as a pharmacist. Get ready for a dose of real talk. Here we grow. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. In this episode, I'm going to give you three simple antidotes to why so many pharmacists get stuck on people pleasing at the sake of their own happiness. But first, I got to break down why this can wreak havoc on your own happiness. Because here's the real deal. On so many levels, the word pharmacy is synonymous with the word service. Now, service does not mean that you have to sacrifice taking care of your own needs for the sake of other people. It is not a zero-sums game, meaning in order for one person to win, the other person has to lose. A similar parallel that I know you've heard if you're subscribed to this podcast is that self-care is not selfish. It is actually the exact opposite. Instead of trying to pour from an empty cup when you're running on fumes and giving less than your best because you're neglecting taking care of yourself, instead, you serve from the overflow because you are functioning at your optimal capacity. Just like when you fly in an airplane and every time they go through the safety check, they tell you the exact same thing. In an emergency, if your oxygen mask deploys, put your own mask on first before trying to help others because if you're out of gas, you're no good to try to help other people fill up their tank. Literally. This is honestly a huge topic in our profession that can go pretty deep. So there are a few things pertaining to people-pleasing that you know need addressed but can be super uncomfortable to talk about. And, and I'm just going to call it like it is. What I'm going to share with you are things that every pharmacist faces, but hardly anybody is talking about them. Like, we all know them to be true, but they get swept under the rug because it's either difficult to discuss, you're not sure what to say when it comes up in conversation. So I'm going to invite you into this space for that right now. There are some doses of truth that may be difficult to hear, but I promise you, may hold the antidote for what is causing you anxiety when it comes to people-pleasing. But Adam, people-pleasing isn't so bad. I'm just trying to make other people happy. What's the big deal? Making people happy is a positive side effect 
as a result of serving at your highest level, not as the main indication or driving force behind your actions. So let me let me break this down. This making people happy side effect happens on a consistent basis. So you find that you make other people happy without trying, without making that your aim, when your career is purpose-driven. That means that the work you're doing as a pharmacist, you feel is meaningful and genuinely making a difference in other people's lives. Now, if you feel like that's a pipe dream and ain't you, if you feel drained from your work and like you've lost connection with your purpose, That is exactly why I do what I do as a coach. And if that's an area of your life that you want help with, you don't have to do that anymore. Send me an email. It's adam at thefitpharmacist.com because there is nothing worse than dedicating your life to a profession that doesn't feel fulfilling or doing work every day that you don't believe makes a difference. And if that's you, take that first step to change it and send me an email. I digress. But I want you to really hear this. The opposite of people-pleasing, of that just happening, is not making your purpose your priority, but instead trying to make other people happy as your sense of fulfillment and self-worth. Uh-oh, he's going there. I told you all this is difficult conversations, but it's stuff that we all can fall privy to if We are missing our purpose because if you do this consistently over time, like literally judging a day as good or bad or feeling fulfilled based on other people's reactions to you, you tie all of that into how people respond to you, your focus, your sense of self-worth and value will then become dependent to the degree which you can make other people happy. You are literally giving up your control. You're giving up your sense of satisfaction and putting that in the place of other people at the expense of your own happiness. Now, where does this come from? This often happens because you're not aligned with your purpose, thinking that it's easier to make other people happy than try to figure out how to live in a beautiful state at your job. Now, That's not the only reason, as there are other factors that are deeply rooted. Things that I told you are super uncomfortable to talk about. But again, these are things that the majority of pharmacists are dealing with, but nobody's talking about. And I'm going to go there. These are things like feeling you have low self-worth, maybe a belief of, I don't deserve happiness. Maybe it's from unresolved guilt or shame from your past, thinking that you're paying a penance for your sins. Or maybe you have a distorted view of success where you have the belief of, if I want to succeed, I have to suffer. I have to pay the price. If these resonate with you, meaning that what I just described, you are feeling most of these on a fairly consistent basis and they're leading you to feel low in most of the time of your daily life or you're feeling like you're living a restricted quality of life, I want you to really hear me. There's another way to live and I really encourage you to consider 
therapy. I personally am a huge advocate. And if your knee-jerk reaction to just hearing the word therapy is along the lines of, therapy's BS, that's for weak people. I tried therapy and it didn't work. Or I'm too nervous to try to process the pain of my past. I don't want to relive that. Please, please go listen to episode 203 of this podcast on therapy. I am not a therapist, but this is a great resource to help you consider the three most common blocks that are stopping people from seeking therapy if that's something that they need. Again, it's episode 203 on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast titled Healing the Hidden Dose in Pharmacy. It is definitely worth a listen. If not for you, then definitely for your colleagues and patients because I promise you, I promise you, you will encounter situations as a pharmacist where it will be clear as day that it is a necessity to bring up the discussion of therapy in their care plan. And if you're not comfortable bringing it up, you will be doing your patient, colleague, or whoever you're talking with a major disservice to their quality of care. That episode is a must listen. Now, the other common reason behind people pleasing comes from a mindset that can negatively affect your finances, your level of success as, a, as you define it, and your interactions with other people. And it comes down to what is known as a scarcity mindset. This is the dominant belief that there's not enough to go around. And this could be in terms of money, success, and in the, 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 the scope of this podcast, happiness. It's the belief that if other people are happy, you can't be. And if you're happy, they can't be. It's a belief that there's a limited amount of money, success, or happiness. And if other people are winning, you're losing. Or the opposite. If you're wealthy, you're taking money away from other people. If you're successful, other people can't be. Or if you're happy, other people aren't. And it's because your belief that you're taking from other people. That you have to give it up in order for other people to have some. And when I'm saying this, I'm by no means being judgmental, trying to condemn people, or shaming anybody. I'm just pointing out what actually goes on in on the autopilot system of a lot of people's minds. Because you might be wondering, why am I so tied to people's reaction? Why am I so prone to give up my own self-care to help other people on a consistent basis? Why am I trying to make other people happy before myself? It stems from a good place. You want to give. You want to serve. But when you do it at the expense of others, this could be the reason, the mindset behind why that's so. So the purpose of this episode is to provide some reflection if you find yourself in a habitual state of trying to make other people happy, sacrificing your own happiness for others. Now, you might be thinking, that kind of makes sense. Where'd this come from? This scarcity mindset doesn't just appear. It's not just a download from the cloud. It's rooted from references or experiences you've witnessed, anecdotes or stories or axioms you've heard, or that things that you've been told, or beliefs that other people have had, and they've imposed them on to you. 
a lot of times it starts in one area of your life and then extends or bleeds into others. For example, maybe you were young and heard things like, there's not enough money to go around. Money doesn't grow on trees. Who do you think we are, the Rockefellers? If he's rich, I'm going to be poor. Or I make too much money. It'll take away from the other people's potential for them to get their share. It is the opposite of the abundance mindset, which states there's plenty enough for everyone to get their fill and then some times infinity. This mindset is one of the core reasons why not only people pleasing grabs a hold of so many pharmacists, but also one of the reasons why self-care is so seldom practiced in our profession. It goes along the lines of this. If I'm taking care of myself, I can't take care of my patients. Believe it or not, you can take care of yourself and other people. They can both coexist. It's true. This is actually what I teach my clients when it comes to building their personal brand and scaling it into a lucrative business because I ask them a really simple question that I'm going to ask you. If you had to choose between either making an impact or making a lot of money, which one would you choose? And here is my solution. Why not choose both? Because that's actually what you can do when you live a purpose-driven career. When you take your brand and you scale that into a side business, a hobby, or maybe your full-time business. And if that sounds like a life that you want to live, send me an email, adam at thefitpharmist.com, so we can have a conversation. So, uh, Adam, I, I hearing about this scarcity mindset, um, I, I have a friend who I think has this scarcity mindset. So if I, I, I mean, if she were to ask me to turn to an abundance mindset, how would I, I, I mean, she, how would she do that? I'm glad you asked. There are three simple things you can do to transition from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Number one, notice the abundance all around you already. No, this is not looking around for unicorns and pots of gold. It's literally being present to the blessings you have all around you. And you might be thinking, oh, Adam, sounds like gratitude. I do gratitude. I promise you, even if you practice daily gratitude, there are more things you're missing that can heighten your awareness of the abundance you already have in your life. And what I'm about to tell you it's going to blow your mind because it literally is about your mind. Did you know that you are physiologically wired to ignore your blessings? Huh? Your brain is not wired to make you happy. It's not wired to make you rich, and it's not wired to make you successful. It's wired to do one thing, keep you alive. That is survival. In one single day, let, let me explain why. In one single day, do you have any clue how bombarded your brain is? Well, let me tell you. In one day, you have more than 6,000 thoughts. And then when it comes to 
advertising external stimuli from social media, TV, and all that, they've actually done studies in the advertising and marketing business sectors. Digital marketing experts estimate that you are exposed to over 10,000 ads a day. That's not to mention all of the other sensory stimuli you get from the radio, car horns, traffic, other people, their conversations, 2020, part two, pandemic apocalypse, and on and on and on. So can you imagine if you tried to focus on every single one of those 10,000 plus things a day? You'd get nothing else done. You'd be exhausted, brain dead, probably cross-eyed four times over. That's where your brain works for you by doing three things with how you experience the world. It deletes, distorts, and generalizes your daily life. So if you're not intentionally taking stock of what specific blessings you have, they will, by default, get deleted, distorted, and generalized, which robs you of the richness you already have because your brain is wired to help you survive. And if you tried to focus on the 10,000 plus things you had in a day, you'd literally go nuts. So a simple antidote to how your brain works to delete, distort, and generalize is to keep a gratitude journal and add it to your morning or your evening routine or bookend your day that way and do this this little thing, I, I've been doing this since February of last year. Write three things that you have witnessed specifically in the last 24 hours that are blessings in your life or realizations you've had. But make it specific to the last 24 hours. Because when you do this, it's going to prime yourself to look for what you're going to write about. So as you go into the day, if you know you're going to be ending your day writing three things you're grateful for, but they can only be in that 24-hour time frame, you're going to go and look for, what am I grateful for? What am I going to be writing down? Because seek and you shall find, ask and it shall be given. It is huge, totally will change the game and cultivate an abundance mindset. Number two, feed your mind. You've heard this before, garbage in, garbage out. So you want to make sure that you take the gold nuggets that you're learning, nurturing material, fruitful lessons. And that comes from reading quality books that feed your mind. One that's a classic and speaks directly on how to foster an abundance mindset for all areas of your life is by Napoleon Hill and it's called Think and Grow Rich. And uh, if you haven't gotten that book, if you're interested, check the show notes so that you can get your own copy. And it's real simple, because you might be thinking, Adam, I'm a pharmacist, I don't have time to read. Blah, blah, blah. Here's all you do. Start simple and commit to reading only 10 pages a day. I promise you, you will be amazed at how this simple habit can transform your brain by your thoughts how you see and experience the world, and what you focus on throughout your day. So I'm going to challenge you to do that because here's the deal. This might you know pump you up, but here's the reality. 
motivation and inspiration do not cause transformation. And while I'm sure you like listening to this podcast to feel good and all that, you want a higher quality of life. You want to dispense your full potential. You want to do what it takes to get to the ultimate level, to become the man or woman of God you were created to be and serve at the highest level. That doesn't happen from pumping yourself up. That happens from the actions you choose to take. So I want to challenge you, starting right now, get Think and Grow Rich or any other personal development book and commit, not to me, to yourself to read 10 pages a day for the next 30 days. And I, I want to actually be your accountability partner in this. And I want to support you. So if you are serious about making that commitment, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the fit pharmacist so that I can, I'm going to support you, hold you accountable. And I want to send you a free gift to help support you on your journey. This simple habit literally transformed my life and I want to share what's worked for me so it can work for you too. So 10 pages a day, that's all you got to do. It'll start to make profound upgrades in your life towards an abundance mindset. Number three, surround yourself with positive people. So if you're in a job that has the opposite, maybe you want to consider a new locale or maybe you want to invest in people so that you can really change the conversation towards solutions. I want you to also consider something, again, that we all know but is hard to hear. I want you to consider friends and associates that you spend your time with. And I want you to ask a really simple question. When you spend time with the people in your life, are you uplifted and encouraged by them? Like when you're talking to them, do you feel hype or do you feel put down? When you leave spending time with them, do you feel better than when you, when you first started talking? Or do you feel brought down from the incessant complaining and negativity? Just consider how you feel when you're with those people and after you leave, how do you feel? Because all too often, people feel obligated to spend time with people that they have known for years, yet over those years have grown apart. Or they're friends of friends and you just feel kind of obligated. This comes to a very difficult decision, but it's actually not so difficult when you think about it. You can choose to, quote, be nice and tolerate the negativity, the bringing down of your best self. Or you can realize a truth that's so, so true but hard to hear. What you tolerate will continue. So, what are you going to tolerate? That doesn't mean you have to cut people out and be mean. You can do it in a lovingly way. But here's the other reality. Your best self and your mental health is at stake. The only one that can make a change is you. So you have to make a decision. So there you have it. Three simple ways that you can flip your script from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. So feeling like happiness, money, or success is limited is one of the core reasons that people pursue people-pleasing, meaning that you give up your own happiness for the sake of making other people happy because you have a belief that there is a scarcity, a limited supply 
of happiness. But the reality is that you can both be happy and enrich the lives of others in making them feel happy without feeling like you're taking away from them. Just remember, self-care is not selfish. This is the foundation to address people-pleasing as part one of this series. So make sure that if you're listening to the audio portion of this, you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're watching the video because you like my hand motions and you like my funny faces, that you're subscribed to the Fit Pharmacist YouTube channel so that you don't miss the next dive into people-pleasing and pharmacy, how to serve without losing yourself. So until next time, go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless.